Ah, yes, breakfast with uh, Vossi and the missile, James Magnuson, on this Wednesday morning. We're broadcasting from our studios in Sydney, 11.70am, wherever you're listening across the network or the SEN app. Bit of weather in Sydney, a bit wild and woolly. Uh, we've got the Fox League season launch on this morning at Darling Harbour, James, so it's going to be a bit blowy uh, there, out in the rain. What have they got you doing for that? Kicking uh, a ball over a boat, or yeah, something like something yeah, exciting. Like, well, I don't know whether I can reveal, but Braith and Asta and and um, Mick Ennis are doing something out on the water, and I will be commentating um, the uh, the activity. So I'll swimming leave it race. That. Yeah, ah, wouldn't be as boring as that, Joe. Would <laughs> well, that be my? All right, now they're going for a swim. All right, we'll come back in twenty minutes. There we go. No, that's no. There'll be something. Throw pretty... a few sharks in the mix. It could get interesting. Launching into a big season. Season kicks off on Thursday week. Now this Thursday, we learned um, last night that there was to be the season launch. And the season launch these days is more photographic opportunity than anything. Yep. And it is a great shot. You get eight. Ca- uh, well, it'd be seventeen captains this year. Sixteen previous seasons all together around the trophy. Every club represented, it's off Thursday morning. Now, um, on the text, uh, our mate at Nunda in Brisbane, M-E-L, he says, Morning, Vossie and James. Was it Peter Volandis or Andrew Abdo that made the choice of not having a season launch? If so, it shows the NRL and RLPA are no closer to resolving their differences and they're only one week away from round one. This actually has become a disgrace. The longer this continues during the season, you just wonder what's around the corner. Well, I think we all are. The fact that the NRL does not have the faith to have the launch because they were worried, you've got to think, that that there would be no player turn Mm. up one week before the season starts. What is around the corner? If we don't have resolution by this time next week, what's going to happen? What's How many happen? deadlines have we heard now? I've heard from the RLPA, if it's not done by this Thursday, 4 p.m., then we're going to strike. If it's not done by the it's a Mexican standoff now. It's almost who it flinches is first. Yeah, no, true, true. So are you concerned as a fan? Give us a call. Uh, a very special guest to kick off this hour. He was part of the uh, Bulldogs la- uh, launch last night, quite obviously. Um, has been a, when you talk about your off-season recruits, he's been a big one. But it's in the coaching ranks. Cameron Seraldo coaching the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. We've got a stack of Bulldogs fans listening uh, right now to the program. And they are so excited about this season. But I tell you what, your excitement levels are matched by this bloke. I think Cameron Seraldo is loving the job. Cameron, welcome to the program. Would that be true to say you are loving what you've experienced so far at the helm of the Bulldogs? Yeah, morning, boys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I am loving it. I'm loving uh, being in Belmore and the community and understanding what the club's about and all the new people I've got to meet over the last few months. So it's it's been really exciting. Um, love my time so far, but the real work gets uh, started next week. Cameron, there was an interesting piece, and I don't know whether you saw it, doesn't necessarily matter if you didn't. Uh, Brian Smith did a quote. He was interviewed during the off-season. He said from his experience, and he's been one of the most experienced coaches of our time, said that often there's not a lot of difference between you're not that far off. You, you might only win half a dozen games in a season, but you're actually not that far off from turning a corner. It's not as drastic. When you turned up at the Bulldogs, did you think you had a massive job or is it as, as the dust has settled that you, you, you're maybe not that far off? Oh, there's definitely some things we needed to get sorted that um, hopefully going to help us in the long run. But, um, you know, the club I walked into and, you know, all the things I'd heard about the club and sort of got some negative press over the last sort of 12 months and that, I found a club in really good shape. It was a club that was aligned um, from top down and, and, you know, a lot of good people in the place. So that was, that gave me great confidence that we're not too far away as a club of turning things around, but definitely... um, 
you know, there's a lot of a lot of systems and structures we wanted to put in place that that are hopefully going to help us get long-term success. But um, yeah, we uh, the next few weeks will give us a real indication of how far away we are or where we're at, and I'm just excited to start that journey. Cameron, I wanted to jump ahead to round one. You've got Manly straight up uh, over there at Brookvale. Uh, Tavita Pengai Jr. has been ruled out for the first four rounds, I think. Does that open up an opportunity for young Franklin Pele to potentially make his way into that starting 17? Yeah, possibly. Franklin's um, he has been a really good good player at the Sharks for a long time. They did a great job on his development down there. And he came over here looking for an opportunity. I've uh, tracked his progress over the last few years, heard a lot about him, and really excited that we get to work with him and uh, he's trialled really well he's done some good things he's still only young and he's still learning his trade but he's worked really hard on his body and his mind over the last few months and um, yeah there's definitely opportunities there for us but we'll we'll settle our 17 later this week early next week and um, but I think you'll see some young blokes come in and get their opportunity to start the season. Just on that, some young blokes getting their opportunity. Uh, Hayes Perham's played uh, at fullback both in the Bulldogs trial and for the uh, the in, the Indigenous All Stars um, versus the the Maori All Stars game. Uh, what have you made of his form so far, and how long will you give Hayes Perham at fullback, or is it something you might chop and change with Avarillo or Braden Burns? What does that look like? Well, Hayes is uh, Hayes is a really good player. He actually came over to Penrith when I was there when he was sixteen, and he was he was the next next big thing as a kid, and um, he actually got homesick and ended up going back to New Zealand. So. Again, another guy I got to track his progress over time, and he, he did a really good job at the Warriors, and was in a good system at Parramatta, and um, you know he's come to Bulldogs again looking for opportunity, and he's uh, he's probably been one of our best trainers in the preseason. He's really professional. He's a great communicator, uh, very skillful. He probably hasn't hasn't been allowed to show that in the limited opportunities he's got in first grade so far, but yeah, he's going to be our fullback the you know this year, and. Um, we're all confident in him. He's, he's brought a hell of a lot of professionalism to our team and and a lot of belief as well. So um, we're backing him and um, yeah, really excited about what he can do to, to help the others around him, and in particular blokes like Jake Averillo, who has really uh, found a home at centre over the preseason. He's, again, been a guy that's really stood out for us. And um, I think Jake in the centres this year, if he, can, if he can do what we know he can do, uh, he's going to make a lot of people um, turn around and have a look at him in, in higher honours in the future. Cameron, more about you. I, I remember this time last year I had the interview with Craig Fitzgibbon on this program. So this is just before yeah, his first gig. Now, you have had a little taste of head coaching previously, but for all intents and purposes, this is it. This is, this is the start of the full-time journey now. Is it clear in your head how it all works? Like, I, the, you, the person you've worked alongside, Ivan Cleary, his best advice he said that he was ever given, make sure you give yourself a day off um, uh, Every week of a football season, you try and have that. You, you've got family. How do you combine that? Um, media, interviews, all those things. Are, are you all over that? Do you welcome all of that? Are you are you ready for all the different challenges that come with coaching? Yeah, look, you know, it's what you sign up for. It's um, I knew the challenges that were going to come, and it's probably why I didn't jump in too early. I, you know, I wanted to make sure my family was ready for it as much as I was ready for it. And um, you know, it's been a big four months. So, I don't know if I've been able to have a day off every week at the moment, but I knew, you know, the first year of a setup was gonna, you know, was gonna take some time and and a lot of time spent with people within the organisation to make sure we're all on the same page. So, um, yeah, hopefully I've got enough in place to get set us up for the season, and I'm really confident I've got the people around me that can help me in those areas. And we've worked really hard as a staff over the pre-season to get everything in place that we wanted to. So. 
Um, I don't know if you can ever totally sure that you're, you're ready and, and prepared for it, but I'm, you know, I'm confident in what we've, we've done over the summer to, to put in place and uh, ready for next week. See, we call our Wednesday show, we sort of tag it Wellbeing Wednesday and we talk about mental health and looking after all those sorts of things. I, I, head coaching is different to assistant coaching, quite obviously, but the pressure of it, um, do, do you have some things that you know how you're going to deal with that? Like, it, it can't all be highs. There's going to be lows. Are you, are you Have you thought about how you're going to deal with all those things? Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, there's a train going past. I'm just on the edge of the No, I have thought about all those things. And even, you know, before um, agreeing to come to the Bulldogs and thinking about the people I'd have around me, and that's why working with someone like Phil Gould was, was um, you know, made me feel really comfortable about starting this journey. And we've got, you know, really good people in this in this club. Guys like Peter Sharp, who's been through all this before, and I get to lean on him a lot. Um, just, you know, he offers his advice when he, when he wants to, and, uh, Mick Potter's, you know, by my side all the time as well. So I've got three really experienced guys there that can help us on that journey. And, you know, there's also a lot of people that have reached out over time, former coaches and things like that, who have given me great advice and are there for me, um, you know, in the tricky situations that I haven't seen before. So I'm, I feel like I've got a really good support network around me. And, um, you know, there are, it is going to be a roller case and ups and downs, but um, I don't think I could have done any more at this stage to be prepared for it. Just on a lighter note, Cameron, um, my co-host this morning, Mr. Voss, has come in with a doggy bag after the season launched last <laughs> night with a box full of donuts. Uh, do you, Frankie Donut. Do you take any, do you take any donuts home from the uh, season launch last night? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And they didn't make it home. I took, I, I took them home with all greatest intentions. I was going to put them in the kids' lunchboxes, but uh, Frankie's Donuts, they... Um, yeah, they were too good. They got eaten on King George's Road. <laughs> There's an oh, exclusive. Th- this is a clickbait headline, you know. <laughs> Coach, uh, midweek binge on donuts, you know, <laughs> side of the road, Cameron Zeraldo. That's an amazing admission. Something you did tell me last night, interesting day there at Canterbury today, and um, it's the bringing together of two codes, uh, AFL and Rugby League today at Canterbury. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, Adam Kingsley just taken over the uh, head coaching role at GWS and we've been able, lucky enough to spend some time with each other over the summer and he's, um, he's a really good guy. He's in his first year of coaching as well. So um, I've been able to go out and see, see what he does and he's coming out today to see what we do and offer each other some support in those areas. So um, it's exciting. You know, maybe you, you might do a bit of kick catch with us today and give us some tips as well around those sort of skills. But um, yeah, really good guy and um, hopefully we can work together and, again, help support each other throughout the season. Okay, last word, because you, you've got a busy day ahead. You've got one of the members of your flock as my co-host, James Magnuson, Bulldogs through and through ever since he was a little kid. Beautiful. I don't know whether you want to come here and make bold predictions now, but but for Bulldogs fans listening, what can you promise for the season ahead? Oh, I think we can definitely promise we're going to be a team that works hard and works together and, you know, keeps fighting no matter what. Um, you know, whether where we finish on the ladder... I, I don't know yet. I've seen us play one trial together, you know, Reed and Birdo and Hayes Perham and, um, you know, those sort of guys. Cole Funnigan only played one trial together. Um, you know, there were some encouraging signs there, but we need them to play together and see what we're capable of in these early rounds and get ourselves in the fight. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely, you'll see a team that works hard and works together and keeps fighting until the end. 
Well, this bloke's excited, obviously. But he's nodding his head. I'll take that. I don't know. The kickoff for the Bulldogs is against Manly at Brookvale, but but James just said, oh, Belmore Tiger, v Tigers. I mean, that could be. A, it's going to be huge. That could be a glorious Sunday. That could be an absolutely yeah. full house. Um, you wouldn't want to miss it. I know we can't get ahead of ourselves, but. That, that's going to be a really big day for the Canterbury Club. Cameron, I really appreciate your time. I know you're all about work and you, you're probably holding uh, things up. So we'll let you go, get into it, and uh, look forward to the start of the season. And all, all, all the very best to you and your family as they go on this journey with you as a head coach in the NRL. No worries. Thanks for having me, boys. Cameron Serraldo. Uh, he is. You, you, you sort of, I'm looking at you, you got an aura around you as he spoke. <laughs> you know, you're growing in confidence, you are nodding. Uh, you, you're, you are on board, you are on the bus. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, Vossi. Uh, just on that, my, my parents were, I was on the phone to them yesterday. They're organising tickets to Belmore to mm. come down to Sydney. That's, that's just the, the, the excitement you get around a club when they implement a lot of new changes, new management, mm. new sponsors, all that kind of stuff. It's it's just nice to have because you know and get the violins out for a second. But as, as, <laughs> as, as oh, an, we got, we got sad, <laughs> we got sad music still there. We we better set it up. Yeah. Let's, do, let's go. <laughs> no, but it, it is tough as an NRL fan, uh, fan when your team goes through uh, a lean patch of form and that yeah. kind of thing. So that's that's why I'm excited, and uh, I know all other Bulldogs fans are in the same boat. So. Um, yeah, great to hear from Ken Serrato. He seems very level-headed. What what was the what opinion did you form oh, last night having listened to him? But, but I've, been, I've been impressed by him for for many years. You yeah, know, you, you just felt he was ready even a few years ago. But he had to be comfortable in his own skin, uh, yeah, and family and those sorts of considerations to take over the reins. Did he prob- and that's what Gus said on stage. He could have stayed an assistant. He apparently was on pretty good coin at Penrith as an assistant, yeah. but he could have gone on potentially won another premiership. Yeah. You know, successful, established. Gig. Yeah. But he decided, no, Cameron said, no, I'm now ready to, to take on a challenge. And no matter how hard it is, I'm ready. I keep hearing comparisons saying, well, Trent Barrett was an assistant coach and it didn't quite work out. A- another story over this week, you've probably spoken about it with Brandy earlier in the week was Craig Fitzgibbon just re-signed for, I think mm. five years at Cronulla. Yeah. So there's an example of an assistant coach working out perfectly for that club. Just on the Bulldogs date. So Bulldog season kicks off on uh, Saturday week. They are the uh, three o'clock game against Manly at Four Pines Park. Round two, uh, the Bulldogs are away to the Storm. So not easy. Another Saturday night game. But then round three, that's the home game against the Tigers at Belmore. It'll be a four o'clock kickoff on uh, Sunday, March 19. That's going to be a big occasion, and it would be even bigger if they had a win or two under their belt Yeah. by the time they get to round three. Bulldogs fans, have your say uh, about your team, your coach, your hopes, and uh, get on the phones. The Motorola open line, one 1170 Text 0457 736 736. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.